0: Welcome to the Mastering Midlife Podcast, where we talk about all the crazy, fun things that happen when you are a midlife mama. I'm your host, Heather London. Let's dig in. Hey, midlife mamas, and welcome to episode three. Today, we're going to talk about midlife weight loss. Okay, just for a little bit of context here. I want you to know that I am a certified holistic nutritionist. So I do have this in my background. And a lot of the work I do with my clients is in balancing their systems and organs with food and nutrition. This is like the number one reason why clients come to work with me in the first place. It's because they've hit midlife and they literally wake up one morning and their body is... Changing. It happens overnight. You're going to wake up and go, What the heck happened? How did my body get like this? I know I'm laughing and I'm only laughing because it's so ridiculous. And I'm speaking from experience, of course. I always have been a very active, athletic, healthy person. And I remember waking up one morning going, What happened? How did I get this weight in my tummy area? literally just magically appeared overnight. And then aches and pains in my body and my body not being as like agile and flexible as it used to be. So we're talking about this because it happens to literally every mom when they hit midlife. And like I said, this is the number one reason why clients work with me because they say, "Hey, My body is changing in midlife, and I don't know what's happening, and I don't know what to do with it. I don't know how to fix it. And the old tricks just don't work anymore because when we were younger, our youth really, really had our back. We benefited so much from having our young, healthy genes. We could bounce back in a heartbeat, so we didn't give much thought to you know, how this is happening. We just showed up and things were good. So as we get older, yes, our body changes and we need to up our game. We need to learn more about our body and what it's doing in order to really connect in with our body and know what it needs. So the one thing that I love to do It's like my magic power is to connect in with my body and other people's bodies too and teaching them how to do that because that's where the magic is. It's really listening to your body, getting back to you knowing that you know what's best for your body, not some random stranger who has never met you before. Our whole body runs on hormones and our weight is no different. This is a big topic, so I'm going to try to keep it focused because I love talking about this and I could go off forever, but let's just start here. The weight loss industry is a kajillion dollar industry. They make so much money off of us wanting to lose weight, losing weight, gaining it back, and then wanting to lose weight. It's very rare that you get people that are losing weight and keeping it off and then that's it. They only have to do it once. It's because the weight loss industry is based on calories in versus calories out. And as somebody who is a personal trainer for over 16 years, I'm here to say it doesn't work that way. Now I fell for it too. Trust me. I spent many years going through the calories in calories out. I have tried all of the diets, all the fads, because as a trainer, I wanted to know How it affected my body and who it would be, who these fads or diets would work for. So I tried everything so I could speak from experience. It was really important to me that I was speaking from experience. And what I've learned now in this moment is that calories in, calories out doesn't work and it never has because our bodies are adaptogens. They are so brilliant. Our bodies are designed to heal themselves. And I will. Say this until the day I die that if we can get our body into homeostasis, it will heal itself. That's what it's designed to do. But for the majority of us, we can't get our body into homeostasis. But in the philosophy of calories in, calories out, our bodies being adaptogens, our bodies adapt to what we put into it. So if we lower our calories, Our body will lower all of the things it does with energy, meaning we won't heat up as fast or digest or turn stuff into energy as fast. Our metabolism will slow down. All of these functions slow down in relationship to the calories that we've taken in. And then if we eat more calories, all of those speed up. And so calories in, calories out doesn't work because not all calories are created equal. If you have like uh, uh, 500 calories of cake and you have 500 calories of broccoli, the cake has no nutritional value in it, but the broccoli is packed full of phytonutrients, all the vitamins and minerals that our body needs. And so it's really not, uh, you can't even compare it at all. So I like to think of it as nutritionally dense foods. You want to know, you want to get as many nutrients in your foods as possible. So I would invite you to just start to let go of the thought of, I have to count my calories or limit the food that I'm eating. Because as soon as we limit it in our brain, our brain is like, you can't tell me what to do. Like stop eating food. I don't think so. Like, trust me. I love to eat. Love, love, love. And as soon as I restrict anything, my brain goes into that rebel mode. Like, no, you are not the boss of me. And now I'm going to eat more. I'll show you. And so we want to think abundance and we want to think nourishing and nutritionally dense. That's how we want to think about our food. And we want to try to think about our food as nourishment, not anything else. We'll get to that in a second. Now, I want you to remember this. The number one thing about weight loss is what you do to lose the weight is the exact same thing you need to keep doing it to keep the weight off. You need to keep doing that thing to keep the weight off. And that's another reason why diets don't work is because say you're restricting your carbs, you do it for a limited time. And then as soon as you add the carbs in, you'll gain the weight back. Or if you're restricting your calories, as soon as you Um, add in the calories, you'll gain the weight back and you might even gain even more weight. So you'll be bigger than when you started. And this is the cycle of our weight loss journey is we go on it and we get results for a while and then it doesn't last and we go off of it. And then we're even bigger on the other side and then we get frustrated and give up and then we do it again. So it's just a cycle that we're caught in. So the top two things to focus on, When we're trying to lose the midlife weight, number one, you want to regulate your hormones, regulate your hormones. Like I said earlier, our whole body is ruled by our hormones. All our systems are running on hormones and weight is no different. We have our ghrelin, which tells us that we're hungry. That's the hormone that's like, Hey, you need to eat. And then we have our leptin, which is like Oh girl, you've had enough. You're feeling satisfied. So these hormones are cueing our bodies to tell us when to eat and when we've had enough. And of course there's our friend cortisol, which is, we know it as the stress hormone and it's directly related to weight gain and weight loss because when we, okay, let me tell you about the next one first and I'll tell you how they're related. I get so excited when I talk about this, the number one hormone that regulates our weight is insulin. And insulin is released by, and it's controlled by our glucose levels, which is our blood sugar levels. And so when we are regulating our insulin, we are totally going to control how much weight our body stores as fat. Insulin is like the the fat storage regulator. If we have too much blood glucose, blood sugars, then our body has a lot of insulin that's been released. And when there's insulin in the system, the body says store as fat, stores fat, stores fat. And so when we can regulate our insulin, we can stop our body from storing um, excess as fat and we can burn it as fuel. I hope this makes sense. I'm going to keep it super simple, but when it comes to cortisol, the stress hormone, when we're stressed, our cortisol levels go up. And when cortisol goes up, guess what happens? Insulin goes up. So they're directly related. So when we're stressed, our body is storing fat, storing fat, storing fat. And our cortisol levels also will go up if we haven't had enough sleep. So sleep is critically important to everything, but especially the maintenance of your body weight. So if you lose a good night's sleep, your cortisol goes up immensely and then your insulin goes up. So we want to really respect and pay attention to our hormone levels and how do we control Insulin. This is because insulin is the mother of the weight loss um, regulator in our system, in our bodies. And so the one thing that you can do to keep it super simple to regulate insulin is no flour, no sugar. No flour, no sugar. I know you're like, "Ah, what? That's right. We have flour and sugar in all the foods. And that is not an accident, my friend. That is not an accident. It's done on purpose because Sugar is highly addictive and the food industry wants us to eat more of their foods because they'll make more money. So if we want to regulate our insulin, we want to regulate our glucose, our blood sugar levels. We want to make sure that we're not eating processed sugar. If we eliminate sugar and flour just off the bat and do nothing else, we'll see our insulin levels regulate and we'll see our, our body weight regulate. Now. The fun part is how do we stop eating sugar? Because it's highly addictive. It's more addictive than co- cocaine. And so it's purposely put into our foods to be to make our foods addictive. And how do we quit an addiction? And it can be tough. It can be really, really tough. I myself am addicted to sugar. So for me personally, it's all or nothing. I can't have a little sugar. It's like having a little cocaine. It doesn't happen. I have to go cold turkey and I make sure that I don't have any sugar in my house. Now, the million dollar question that everybody asks me is, but can I have fruit? And the answer is yes, yes, you can. Why? Because sugar, it just goes straight into your system and there's nothing to slow it down. But when you have fruit, fruit has its natural sugars, like it's fructose, but it also has fiber. So fiber is the antidote to the sugar and the insulin process that happens. So when you have fruit, you have the fiber built in it's nature's treats. It's nature's sugar. And so, yes, you can have fruit in your daily life when you are trying to regulate your insulin levels and manage your weight. Yes, 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 because it is a whole food. So no shout, no flour, no sugar pretty much means eat clean, whole foods, nothing processed. And if you only work on that You will lose weight and it'll be easier to maintain because you have all the foods that you can eat, all the rainbow colored, natural, clean, whole foods that you can eat. So there is a plethora, there is an abundance of food. We definitely want to have an abundance mindset when we're talking about food and nourishing our bodies. Okay. So I'm going to move on to the next one because I could talk about that all day, but that's all you need to know. No flour, no sugar, regulate your insulin levels. And then number two, is you want to stop overeating. And you're like, well, duh, Heather, if I you know, want to lose weight, I don't want to overeat. But it's the way we overeat. It's the why we overeat. It's because of emotional eating. And we have never been taught. What grade did you learn how to manage your emotions and feel your feelings? In never, we don't, we're never taught that. And actually we're taught the opposite. Don't be crying. Don't be showing your emotions, especially like our young boys, not allowed to have emotions or feelings. We want to stop the emotional eating. And where we're at right now, emotional eating has been encouraged and created and supported. Why? Of course, to sell more food. It's a societal thing. We celebrate things with food. So we're using food for emotional experiences as opposed to nourishing our body. Every celebration we have is based on food. And so we wanna to try to get back to using food to fuel your body. Like just back to the basics. I eat the food so that I have the energy to do the things and live the life that I love. Cause we wanna live an amazing life, especially when we get into midlife. And our upbringing has the biggest impact on the foods that we eat. So whatever our parents fed us is what we learned about food and our relationship to food. So if our mom- had some sort of eating disorder. We saw that as I can't eat a lot of food or I have to be skinny all the time, or I'm only lovable if I look like this. So our parents, mostly for women, our moms role modeled food and our relationship to our bodies and how we think about ourselves and how we think about food. So a lot of us have a negative relationship with food. Food is bad. I have the opposite. I love food. I use food to heal my body. If something is going on in my body, I figure out what it is. And then I use food to heal it because everything you eat will either heal your body or it will make it sick. If your body is off and something is going on in your body, some sort of illness, it's because of one of two things toxicity too much of something or deficiency not enough of something and I figure that out and then I solve for that with food and supplements and that is how you get your body back into balance you want to learn how to and I'll do another podcast on emotional eating because everything we do when we binge and and eat the stuff we shouldn't eat it's all based on emotions so if you want to Take the basic step that you can is you want to check in with your body when you're going to eat something, especially if it's a craving. And you want to ask yourself, am I hungry or am I feeling something? And if you're hungry, by all means, you should eat something. But but, if you're not hungry you're feeling an emotion and you want to get curious about it and you want to learn how to process that emotion. What is that? You want to name it and you want to feel it all the way through and let it be okay. Allow the emotion. There's no bad emotions. We're just going to learn how to process it and sit with it and be with it. And then when that emotion passes, we're going to check in and then see if we're hungry. And the answer is going to be no, we're not hungry. The reason we emotionally eat is because We don't like the feeling that's going on. It feels horrible in our body. And in order to distract ourselves from feeling the feeling, we eat the food. We eat the food and then boom, now we're not focused on the horrible feeling that we don't want to feel. And it goes away. So we didn't want the food. We're not hungry. We're just trying to avoid a feeling. So if we become masters of feeling our feelings, thinking and feeling on purpose, mm, we can totally kibosh emotional eating. Okay, my friends, I'm gonna leave it there because like I said, I could go on forever. I just love talking about food and our bodies and how to nourish and take care of our bodies and fix things that aren't going well through food and thoughts. So I am going to let you sit with this. I'm gonna recap the top two because I know I said a lot. It is, you want to regulate your hormones. So insulin, manage your insulin with no flour, no sugar, and then stop overeating. So stop emotional eating by asking if you're hungry and processing your emotions and then seeing, checking in with yourself again to see what you really need. And if the emotion is passed and if the craving has passed and if the desire for junk food has passed. Okay, my friends, if you're hungry for more and you want to learn more, head over to my website at heatherlondon.ca because I have so many uh, goodies and freebies and vlogs and podcasts, all that fun stuff for you friends, thanks for listening. Always love yourself first and have an amazing day.